I swear. Wrestling Podcast. We're live, pal. Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. It's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? Because it's episode number 50, so it's a, it's a landmark number 50, but it's actually not the 50th episode we recorded, is it, Andy? No. So, hold on. So, the, the episode that we chose not to put out last week was 49? No, it was 50. It was 50, right. So, this okay. is actually 51. Okay. But this, so, well, technically, yeah. But this is our 50th episode gone to download. Yes, a 50th episode available to the general viewing, the general listening public. Um it could be a viewing public as well. We could set up a little camera in the corner, couldn't we? Well, we did a Facebook Live a couple of weeks ago. That, w- that went down well, didn't it? Yeah. One piece of feedback I heard was I could I could definitely sit through a spin-off um, series of your podcast just on pogs. All right. So. <laughs> Do a pog podcast. Podcast. A podcast. Yeah, yeah, I like it. The podcast. I think that could be money. Yeah, if it's so not already a thing. They, they, they always say, like, if you find a... What are you doing? Making these unnecessary... Taking my jack off. It's hot. It's really hot in here. Um... We d- not many people come from outdoors to indoors and keep their jacket on, do they? No. So, unless you live in your household where you don't use the heating. I do. Used to. Now you have to pay for the bills. <laughs> I use heating all the time. One time I stayed at a wrestler's house and I said to him, I said, uh, is your house a cold house? You only just go in some people's houses and they're really cold. And he said, no, 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 it'll be fine. I swear to God, it must have been the worst timing of asking that question ever, that I was absolutely freezing. And uh, I woke up really, really unwell. You get poorly when it's cold, don't you? I do, yeah. Don't like cold. I don't, no. But I wear um, shorts a lot as well. So <laughs> yeah. Don't help myself. Um, but today you're wrapped up warm. Yeah, I've yeah. got <coughs> three layers on, long trousers. Trademark fluorescent yellow top. Oh, yeah, this is the long sleeve version. Yeah. Not the short sleeve version I was wearing last week. I think one day you should wear the, the shorts and the and the top together. I do. But it's the summer, uh, not the summer. Look like a traffic cone. <laughs> yes. You've seen the the film The Firm? Yeah. And uh Well which one? The, the firm. football one. Yeah, the football one. Yeah, the but there's also Tom Cruise the firm. No, the good the good one. Okay. The remake of the firm. Okay. Oh, have I seen it? You should see it, it's really good. Oh I'm not there's sure. one bit he wears like a red uh he looks. He wears like a red tracksuit, and he's like, "You right, mate?" Is it that one? Is it by the guy who did all the football factions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I have seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "You look like a fucking post box," because <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing an all red tracksuit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. So you could look like a traffic traffic cone. cone. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, a squared circle wrestling podcast. All right. So should we get oh, down? So we should probably explain about yeah, last say, week. Let's yeah. get down to it. Yeah. Uh. So we, we recorded a podcast last week um, and we promised we were going to talk about Big Vito, didn't we? Yeah. And we started recording that podcast last week. Um, and the reason why we have recorded the full episode, but the reason why it never came out and never saw the light of day was because we didn't feel we did the topic justice, did we? I mean, like uh, we were an hour into the podcast yeah, and we, and we, we hadn't even we told like the, s- the first day. <laughs> yeah. Day one. Day one. Um, which I think is a lot of... Uh, a lot of reason why I don't know why. Why does it take so long? Well, because I, I mean, think there's just so much. Like I've never met a most. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know the word, but like the most unique. He's probably the most unique person I've ever met in my life, and he's even yeah. more unique than Jake McCluskey. <laughs> so, uh, um, so yeah, I just think there's so much to it that we will one day drop part one, 
and will depend on the heat that we get from it. <laughs> we may well do part two. <laughs> but it needs, I think maybe just re record, re record the whole thing. But just I, be a lo- it could be long, like, though. It could be long, but I think if we know it's going to be a long topic, because we haven't set it out. No. Do you know what I mean? I think we took too long over some little details whatever we don't want to talk too much about it because people are just get upset about what they've missed out on but yeah um, but you will get it you will get it yeah maybe uh, it might be our christmas present as a bonus episode um i so, got that uh, idea is that riders podcast they're doing a christmas bonus episode yeah. on hasbros they do a uh a uh, uh on the wrestling observer website there's the brian and Vinny show okay i don't listen to it anymore when i was younger i used to listen you to used it, tell so me about it all the time it, yeah. i used to find it hilarious okay but like now i don't I don't have much of a sense of humour anymore. No. I think that's a bit of a problem with me getting old. Um, but uh, they do a Christmas show once a year and they get drunk. But they don't normally drink in in real everyday life. They don't normally drink. So they get drunk during the Christmas show and it's just a mess of a show. But it's kind of amusing. Okay. <laughs> so maybe we could do, we'll do that. We get drunk Talk about Big Vito. No, not the toughest about. man to wear a dress. We could talk about all kinds of subjects, couldn't we? Yeah, can you imagine that doing it drunk and live? Imagine the types of trouble we'd get ourselves in oh. if we're doing a drunk live podcast. Yeah, but anyway, uh, what have you been up to? Um, I had a fun day, which I've not even told you about yet. My Sunday. Did you hear about the Sunday I had? No. So I was going to do a wrestling show in a pub, pub garden. Oh, I saw a picture, actually. Yeah, I yeah. did see a picture, yeah. So this pub had got in touch. They said, would you like to do a wrestling and fireworks night? Okay, so the wrestling was starting at four. Who was providing the fireworks? The pub. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you're the last person I <laughs> want to provide the fireworks for. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so it was in Gosport, and it, it was a nice pub. And so they said, we'll do it in the pub garden. And obviously, I thought November, what are the odds of the weather being nice? Yes, kind of. Well, it's unlikely, but we have had good weather for November. Have we? We definitely have. We've had a pretty good... We've had a lot of rain. A lot of global warming. Right. So anyway, I'll tell you this. The brief brief version is we turn up Sunday uh, afternoon and build in the ring and I'm thinking, oh, it's kind of a bit drizzly. So you're building the ring outside, are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm trying to think of the bloke's name. Um, I'm going to say Dave. No, it's not Dave. I kept calling him Steve till someone told me. Simon. Nah. Stan. All right, Stan. Stan's Jim. Oh, I can't remember how embarrassing. Um, But anyway, lovely guy. So we're we're building the ring and he goes... um, he goes to talk to me. He said, "Oh, you know, I've been sweeping out all the water and everything." Okay, so well, I said, well, "What we'll do is we'll we'll uh, we'll build the frame, and then you know, come four four thirty, we'll get the boards on and the canvas on and everything, and then you know, we'll play it by ear. Really, if it's chucking down with rain, obviously we'll take the steel out." Have you seen the footage from uh, um, Okada and Suzuki for Suzuki's anniversary match? I've seen some of it. That's you clearly haven't seen any of it, have you? <laughs> Otherwise, you'd know exactly what I was talking about. So. I've seen it in the uh, on Suzuki's Titantron. So what's unique about that match is it was in essentially a thunderstorm. Okay. So and that made the match even more epic. But um, they so it, there was all that kind of you know the rainmaker <laughs> made right. it actually rain. Oh, but cool. like uh, but yeah they had a time limit draw in a in a massive thunderstorm which was kind of probably dangerous. Yeah. But like a hell of a match they had in considering the conditions. But it kind of I think because of 
for weather conditions. And now I'm not suggesting that, you know, fighting in a pub garden in gospel is going to become a legendary match. <laughs> but because of the weather conditions in uh, in Japan on that night, I think that that's kind of made that match even more legendary. So it's going to become a match that people talk about for years to come. Okay. Do you remember that time Okada and Suzuki went to a time limit draw in a thunderstorm, you know, yeah. in like a tsunami style storm, you know, it was crazy. Well, but I, anyway. I, I do have a similar story. It was the first time I ever wrestled in France. I don't think I've told this story on the podcast. And I wrestled Bad Bones. Johnny Storm wrestled. Who? Big Bones. The big bald lad big, from... Big bald lad from Germany, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Bad Bones' name. I wrestled Bad Bones. Um, Johnny wrestled someone. And then there was a tag match after us. And I want to say four, two of the four people were Dark Soul. I believe he's German. Uh, Michael. And the lady who... He went on to be be Nikita and Katie Lee Birch. I'm sure she was involved in this tag match. And anyway, me and Johnny done our matches, and then the heavens opened. Like, and I mean, absolutely, absolutely started chucking it down like nothing else. But the best part of this, me and Johnny were at the hot dog stand, we were watching as the rain came down, and these four lads, like it was ridiculous. The people were getting up out of their chairs and leaving, they were still hitting all their high spots. It's like, what are you doing? Just get out of the ring, like. It was dangerous more than anything else, you know. They're waiting for someone to slip on their slip and hurt themselves, but nevertheless, they continued. At least they were pros, unlike you. No, but to compare it to you know Okada and um, Suzuki, I'm sure they had thousands of people. There were thousands of people. Yeah, there was this was like in a field as part of a summer fate that no one wanted to acknowledge the wrestling. So we're right over the other side of the field. I don't think I've told that story on the podcast before. Uh, anyway, so so with, I'm waiting there, and uh, James is the guy's name. Couldn't so, be much different than Steve, could it? No. Uh, so. so so me and James are we, we're kind of deciding what we're going to do. Um, are we going to? Uh, is it going to happen or not? And then he did say, "But we have got a function room upstairs," and I was like, "Well, the likelihood of that a ring fitting in that is very unlikely." And taking it upstairs. Uh, yeah, I mean that was pretty easy to be honest, because the because you didn't have to carry anything. Well, <laughs> the garden. <laughs> The garden had these gates, um, and you could just literally carry it straight up the stairs. It wasn't really any sort of big... It wasn't. Should we turn that heater off? It's quite hot in there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it's quite loud. So right now what's happening, this is terrible radio. Just turn it off at the wall. Just turn it off at the wall. Okay. Well, that radiator can go off as well, so... If it's on. It's just boiling hot in here. So imagine how hot you must have been in your coat earlier. Yeah. Um, so bloody hell, definitely. Sorry. So we, um, so, so I go up with a tape measure and measure it all up, and uh, yeah, it, it, it actually managed to fit. Um, and when we had our ring re-welded, we got low a low setting put on the ring, so we had to put it, put it on low setting. We think well, and, and in all seriousness, we kind of do. You do have that responsibility of like you've promoted a wrestling event. I mean, I didn't actually promote it at all. The pub did it all. Um, but you've put on, you've advertised a wrestling show and you know they've sold tickets and you know there's children looking forward to it. To rain it off, I just feel it's a bit of a cop-out when there is an alternative. And, you know, I had some of the wrestlers there, like one of them was Gary Clark, a big, giant ginger lad from Portsmouth, who I actually think is really good. He could be Seamus' brother. and uh, But he's probably, what is he, 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, yeah, he's quite tall, yeah. He's very tall. And he said, and he was a bit like, well... Well, it's just not going to work, and it's not going to work. I'm like, well, well, yeah. I, there's there's some people in life um, who, you know, are may, like to. Uh, again, I I always like to say if you if you've survived in the wrestling business for quite a while, 
it's because you have a can-do can do attitude. There's some yeah. people who just don't want to make stuff work. And then sometimes you just have to make things work. Sure. So, like, I think my situation is nowhere near as extreme as yours, but I had... Do you remember when I ran that show in Alton? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, like, yeah. Uh, we had... And unfortunately, the ring didn't have a low setting, but, like, uh, we were supposed to be running the show in the leisure centre, um, and it got... Basically, what happened was... Um, so we had to have a temporary events notice to run the event because they didn't have the right license. Um, and it was a bank holiday. So there must have been two bank holiday days for some reason within the course of time. Yeah, it was m- so in May, wasn't it? There's yeah. two in May. And but I don't think that would work out. I don't know if there was a royal Friday wedding or something. or something. I don't know if there was something that would cause another bank holiday. But anyway, when we applied, we applied with enough time. And granted, it probably would have been prudent to applied a month earlier <laughs> but like we applied with enough time is that there's x amount of diet days maybe 10 days before working days um so we applied with i think maybe 12 working days or well you know, you'd assume to be 12, 12 working days but it turned out to be one day too short because of the two bank holidays okay so whatever the time do you know what i mean whatever yeah, the yeah. difference was in time and they said like even though we've got this notice we can't accept it because um because the bank holidays aren't working days they literally could have just put a stamp on oh. it. Do you know what I mean? The yeah, council. Yeah. Um, so as a result, we had to find another venue. Um, and we found a community centre in Alton, which was just down the road from the initial venue. So we had people outside the leisure centre directing people to this little community centre, um, which is, I, guess, I guess it was kind of similar size to, you know, a Buckland, maybe 300 capacity um, community hall. However, the ceiling was low. Um, we had no low setting, and uh, unfortunately, it was the first time I'd used uh, Gladiator Goliath, who later oh, yeah. came on to be Mason Ryan, right? Who's obviously an absolute He's beast. He's a Goliath, yeah. He's a Goliath, yeah, the clues in the title. So that wasn't uh, yeah. <laughs> that, wasn't that a, fun. And there was a battle of the bands going on next door. And there was a battle of the bands going on next door, yeah. yeah but we yeah. had no choice. We had to make it. Yeah. That's an well, example. You had to make it work. You make it work. Yeah. It's like either like we cancel the show. There's only obviously uh, you know, a week. We only had a week to be like, oh. You know, change of venue. Change of ve- change to find a new venue on that day, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, there's a battle of bands next door. Don't care. Let, let's just make it work." You yeah, know? yeah. And you just make it work. You make it happen. You do the best you can in a bad situation, and you hope that everyone has a good time, and you you try and you know please as many people as possible. And I guess that's the kind of situation you found yourself in. Well, it was exactly yeah. And like for most people, like Crusher Curtis was there, and he was like, "I'm so up for this." Like, I, and I said to lads, I said, "Listen, this isn't ideal." I said, I mean, I don't, it was obviously like a paid show, essentially like a holiday camp. And you, okay? you enjoyed doing it because uh, for once you looked like Andre in the ring. <laughs> and uh, I no said, saw that. yeah, and I said, <laughs> I just said to the lads, I said, listen, this, this is probably going to be a disaster, but at least we've got a funny story to tell. Okay, because the ceiling, like, I was a short, I even did cut like a little promo after our match, just said, thank you so much for coming out. You know, we really adamant wanted to put the show on, um, you know, thanks for sticking with us. Um, and I even said, I'm the shortest guy on the show here, and I've nearly banged my head three times. So that's that's what we were dealing with. And I got in the ring, so we had the ring on the low setting, and um, I'm trying to do my best to describe this. So it was a, it was like a ceiling of different heights, so you had like a pillar across, so and then like you had a... supporting a, pillar, right? Yeah, right, right, right. So and if, I, you, if you knock two rooms in together, you have that big support across yes, the middle. Yeah, so as I get in the ring, I literally feel this this bit of scene just brush over my hair like that and everyone lucky you got not much hair as well right, isn't it, the eh? collective the collective <laughs> audience went ooh I was the first one or the second one in the ring um, yeah so but anyway show went on did anyone hit their heads yeah yeah a few people yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't see it but a few people hit their heads oh you should have filmed it well I think there's plenty of footage on people's phones and but stuff. people smashing their heads that would <laughs> be brilliant <laughs> yeah, a yeah, compilation yeah. at the end 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we could probably cobble something together. I haven't seen anything yet, but yeah. So that was my Sunday. But you know, just just you you know you've got you want you've got to want to make it work. You know, regardless if if you're getting paid or not. It's just like well, we've promised these people a wrestling show. Just because it's raining outside, we do have this option. Obviously, we didn't have that option. We'd have no choice but to cancel it or call up one of the other community centres and just say, can we use it for this particular... Yeah, I, I've always had a, a show-must-go-on mentality. Yeah, so. and then the fireworks went on while we were all taking down the ring. So we didn't we even, didn't get even see the fireworks. We didn't see the fireworks. It, it, it stopped raining by the time the fireworks yeah, yeah, went. Yeah. Yeah. Typical, eh? I know. But the pub gave us all lovely free hot dogs and burgers and stuff, so the lads were happy. Um, so, uh, so that was your Sunday... Um, oh, a big shout out to the lad I wrestled. Big fan of him, Sean Jackson. He's getting all right, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so uh, I had just to keep kayfabe. He wasn't good enough to beat me, but he's getting better. So, <laughs> not many <laughs> people are good enough to beat you on the main event, Mega Stars Loop, are they? <laughs> no, they are not. Um, so uh, this past Friday, thanks for asking, Andy. Yeah, how was your weekend? weekend? <laughs> How uh, was it? This past Friday, I was. we had Uprising at York Hall, Bethnal Green. Um, it's a show that I was actually quite worried about. For all, no, I'm just, I don't know. Uh, we always find, uh, I, I always say, like, I, I always find that what, what you build up in your mind is nowhere near as bad as uh, the actual actuality of the situation. Yep. Um, so I, I was a bit worried because we hadn't sold as many tickets for Uprising as we sold for other shows. Um, at York Hall in recent times. Um, I think there's a number of reasons why, but I think the main reason is kind of an oversaturation of, uh, of wrestling in the country. Um, so it's going to be, I think next year, I think is going to be very interesting to see how we go. Um, not not us per se, but you know, the whole UK wrestling scene as a, as a whole, because I see, at the moment, I see a ton of a lot of content out and around the UK. Um, and high quality content as well, um, which obviously leaves fans with a, you know, choosing, picking and choosing where they go because I think, I, you know, it'd be just completely arrogant of myself to think that fans had a infinite pool of money. Um, so obviously it, it gives us challenges in order to, you know, present as good a product as possible and, and keep enhancing and, and moving forward with the product. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, if you look at last week alone, I mean, WWE were over here. They were in London, Wembley on the on the Thursday night. Um I'm sure affected it. You had uh, they were in Brighton head to head on the Friday night. You could watch us for free on the telly on the Friday night. Um, Progress were in Manchester on Sunday, which I'm sure negated some travelling fans. Um, Edge has been doing a, a talk show over here. Yeah, you know, like the stuff that you can spend your. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of money being spent on wrestling. Yeah, no matter where you are, and that doesn't include. Local show, do you know what I mean? Lo- pockets, yeah, pockets there's local, local shows. shows. WWE UK coming over, you know, every like once a month. Um, you've got uh, and uh, and you know, like just random things. Like you know, a few weeks ago when they did that random house show at the O2, like in the middle of a week on yeah. a Wednesday night, and it's just like there's just so much stuff going on, isn't there? And I don't, I don't think you're arrogant, <coughs> arrogant enough to be like, oh, the people, oh, you know, people didn't come to my show because they went 
to the August house show, you mean there's just so much money being spent oh, yeah. on wrestling throughout that's what, the country. Yeah, so that's like, what I mean. And I, and I mean, just short there's, just a, there's just not an infinite amount of money for people to go to every single wrestling show. I'm sure people would love to go to every wrestling show, but they can't because there's so much of it now. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a credit to the scene because obviously, um, you know, WWE have obviously noticed UK is somewhat of a hotbed for professional wrestling. Um, but again, if you even, like, but even for WWE, like if you look at their the attendances of a um you know the TVs over the past week when would there be a time when the TVs weren't sold out or at least 90% full you know yeah. um so you know i think that even they're feeling it i think everyone's feeling it as and then the combination of you know the the economic state of our country and being so close to christmas and you know this this just there's a combination of of things which are, are stacked against the the wrestling promoter in 2018 but also there's a lot of stuff going for us which wasn't there years ago as well so yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. so like you take the you take the good with the bad you know and i um but but anyway back to the, the point i was making um i was i was kind of worried because the ticket sales were the pre-sale was down on previous york hall shows and i was what and my main concern was i was worried that it wouldn't look as good and the atmosphere wouldn't be as good so that's my main concern i want to make sure um that everyone everyone that is who is there has a great experience and i don't want i i was just worried and i knew that obviously we, we'd sold more tickets than we'd sold for the tv tapings which obviously we'd done on a three-week turnaround we actually did this show on a four-week turnaround as well when you think about it but um uh so i knew that it wasn't going to be dreadful however the difference between this and the tv tapings was we sold uh with the tv tapings they were so the tickets were sold in a way that we filled up the sections to make it look good if that makes sense whereas yeah, this one uh, this show when you sat down i said oh looks all right oh yeah when it yeah, looks good so, so, the, point, like, so the point i'm making normal, look normal. yeah yeah so the, the point i'm making is when we did the tv shows like uh, it was sold in a way to make it look yeah great but these ones weren't sold with that thought in mind these sold these tickets were sold with the thought of selling the show out in mind okay. so that's why i was kind of worried that oh what if it doesn't look great because of that but obviously like you say it looks fine it mm -hmm. looks great it doesn't and look it you keep looking up at that picture of the ray mysterio show you've got a massive poster on the wall yeah doesn't, didn't look as good as that if i'm honest but, <laughs> <laughs> but it looked good yeah, so did, yeah. you know again uh, and 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 beyond it looking good, the atmosphere was still buzzing. Yeah, the and that yeah, the atmosphere yeah. was great. And but the point I wanted to make about that again was, and the only real reason I bring it up is because I, I feel for me, I like I just want people to get my psyche and like I build stuff up so much in my mind, and the and like I say, the actuality of the situation is never as bad as the thought which is in your head beforehand. So no. If, if, so if anyone listening to this ever has anxiety or as, it, as I'll get oh, later on in life, I suffer from a lot of anxiety. I'm most of the time unnecessarily. Yeah. And like, which is funny because I used to be the guy, if anyone, people used to get wound up by me all the time because everyone would come to me panicking and, and what have you. And this is, we're talking like late 2000, like 2009, 2010, you know. Um, maybe through to about 2015. Anyone ask me a question or anything, anyone panicked or about anything, I'd be like, don't worry about it. It'll all work itself <laughs> out. Everything will be fine. And that was like my motto because I used to believe I could deal with any any situation, any eventuality. I would just ride that wave and make it happen. But as I've got older, I've become a worrier and I've become more anxious about things. Yep. And I was very worried and anxious about this professional wrestling show. Um, 
But like I say, when we got there, um, when we got everything set up, everything was looking great. I knew the card was going to be great. But once people started filing in, the building started filling up, the atmosphere started, and we had a like from top to bottom a great professional wrestling show. And um, and again, I was kind of uh, left thinking. Why was I such an idiot beforehand? Why was I so? Why did I build this up to be more than I needed to? You know, yeah. why did I build it up in my head? Well, it's easy to, isn't it? You know, it's easy, easy to panic, and you know, especially when you got all this, you know, all this investment, like financially, and you're like, God, this could all just disappear. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> but you did fine. Uh, yeah. Do you know who my new favorite wrestler is coming out of that show? Who? And I say this not because of an ironic, ironic. I don't know if ironic is the right word. Um, Anyway, Kojima. Satoshi Kojima. Satoshi Kojima. And why My is that? Favorite wrestler. He's just a man wrestler. He's a big, tall, muscular man wrestler. And I like man, men he's wrestlers. He's a man wrestler. He is. He's a man. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not... You know, I, I, nobody can help their age. Do you know what I mean? But, like, you want to talk pro wrestlers, you could put Kojima in the ring with the giant Gonzalez. Do you know what I mean? And it would look great. So, I used um, giant Gonzalez because he was absurdly tall. And I was watching him on an old episode of Raw this week with Finlay. But Kojima can still go, can't he? He's oh, he's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. yeah, he's only in his late forties. He's not like he's in his his fifties yet. Yeah. He looks brilliant, like muscly and big handsome. arms. <laughs> yeah, big chest. Yeah, he looks like he's a man wrestler. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. And we found out he was in the NWO as well. <laughs> yeah, he was in the NWO. Yeah. <laughs> NWO yeah. Japan. Yeah. yeah. Big shout out to my friend Joel who fed me some information because I said I want to. Uh, I just want to see a picture of him wearing an NWO T-shirt. But we could, the only thing we could find where he sent me was a, a picture of Tenzan in an NWO t-shirt as a tag team with Kojima. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone's got any links or anything, I'd love to see a picture of him in an NWO t-shirt. Uh. <laughs> Just because it seems like two worlds apart. I know. You know what I mean? It is like, crazy, isn't yeah. it? It's like you see like Yuji Nagata, for example, um, who obviously was in WCW and famously in the computer game on the N64. Yeah, yeah, um, But like uh, he, uh, yeah, you see... You see him in WCW, and it doesn't even feel like it. Like the you same say, two worlds. Yeah, two yeah. worlds apart. You mm-hmm. know, like just how crazy. Yeah. And like even little things as well. And like I know it's a set. Like Jushin like is a bit different, but like just the fact that he opened the first match in the first Nitro ever. Yeah. Is like 1995, yeah. Yeah. and now in 2018 he opened our first <laughs> ever match. You know, I just think like that is worlds. Again, different worlds, but mm-hmm. and like with with Jushin Ligo, I mean, it, you know, he's timeless, isn't he? So um, it's kind of it's not as crazy because he, he looks exactly the same and still moves the same. And yeah, I guess that probably um, does make it easier. But yeah, like to to yeah to think that Kojima was in WO. He was, he, Kojima was for life. Yeah, you know, he must have been a nasty person back then, but he's really nice yeah. now. Bread Club now. Yeah, changed his allegiances. Yeah, so. I'd like to join Bread Club. Um, it is delicious, isn't it? Bread, a nice loaf of bread, a nice, a nice piece of crusty bread. So, so I just came from Casa Brazil, right? The Brazilian, obviously. Oh, who'd you go there with? I went on my own. I don't often go places on my own like that, but I have been known to go before. Oh, you went to Pizza Hut on your own the other day as well, didn't Not you? Not the other day; it was ages ago. No, and Buff met me there, but I have been to Pizza Hut on my own. Pizza Hut buffet. If I want something to eat, buffet for I'll one, just go please. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Like if I want to specifically Well, I think it. that's but I think that's good because I've not yeah. got the balls to do that. Oh, I went I went to see the Avengers film on my own. Um Do you know who's a regular cinema goer on their own? You told me the other day, but remind me. Dan McGee. Oh, is he really? Mm. That's because he's got no mates, but yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got a wife. Do you know what I mean? I should I should be going places with people. But sometimes it's like being on my own. Um and I thought to myself, no, no bread today, bread is no good. And I went up to the buffet area of Casa Brazil. 
I'll keep this short. And I thought, first time, went up, came back, no bread. Second time, I was like, ah, got to have some bread. And do you know what you're missing as well? Go on. The smell of freshly cooked bread. Really? It's lovely, yeah. Mm, right. That's a bit like saying to someone, oh, you can't see. Ha, ha, ha. Well, not really, no. But it's a bit. Well, I'm sorry if I've offended you. Well, I'm very sensitive. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm not offended one bit. Uh, okay, so Friday night, your wrestling show. Shall we, um, we move on to today's topic? Well, no, because we got to move on to... Oh, our game? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if we're skipping a week this week. Well, or I, no, no, no. We'll do, we'll do what we recorded last week because we might end up saying something different. But obviously, we're just going to redo last week's episode, aren't we, when it comes to it? Okay. So, so it's time for Andy and Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge. We've added the... No, I'm sure you annoy me with that every week. No, we, we add, I added that like last week. Okay. Or the last time we were live, pal. Pal. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to keep the explosion as a regular part. Okay. Well done. So we're going back what to... Is it? Uh, Week six. Okay. Or should we go to seven? No, let's just do week six. Okay, how you became a fan. Oh, yeah, let's do week seven, because we've done that one a hundred times already. Okay. Yeah. So week seven. So maybe we... Should we just skip week six? I kind of feel we've told the story, so well, my, bro- my brothers like wrestling. I didn't like it. I didn't want to watch it. Then one day, go. I wanted to hang out with my older brothers. So that's how I got into wrestling. I was at my aunt's house, being a little... She wanted to Bead. shut me up. And uh, my nan used to yeah. say, <laughs> being a little bee. Uh, she wanted to shut me up. Um, she recorded wrestling for the neighbour because wrestling was only on Sky. Only a few people had it. Um, in those days, early 90s, 91, um, she popped on the videotape. Boom, I was hooked. Good. And the rest, as they say, is history. Yep. So that's how we became fans. Um, yep. So what's week seven then? Week seven is your favourite promotion. Rev Pro, obviously. Ofs. Uh, you didn't even say main event megastars. Oh, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even let me say main event megastars. Well, you just said it. Uh, my favourite Revolution pro- pro Wrestling. Okay, done. The I end. All right, fine. Well, what other wrestling do you watch? Oh, well, I watch some WWE. I watch you some don't. New Japan. I watch some. You, pre- you pretend to watch WWE. I watch. What do I watch? I just watch old stuff on the network. Yeah. So like the other day I did a tweet There was a silhouette of Return of Hulk Hogan pri- Prior to Wrestlemania 9 And it's Hulk Hogan like, But it's kind of, he's all blacked out like a silhouette And he's doing the, the Hogan pose And Finley was sort of watching it with me And he went, that's the worst dab I've ever seen Because he thought he was doing the dab yeah, you know, so that got quite a lot of likes actually. I did tweet said about to it. him, "Well, he invented the dab in <laughs> 1990, <laughs> yeah, so he can do what he wants." Yeah. Um. So my favorite wrestling promotion, WWF. That was my favorite wrestling. Do you know what I'm watching at the moment? Go on. It's not really my favorite promotion, but I'm watching WCW Saturday night. Oh yeah. And okay. uh, I started watching the first episode actually earlier today. And do you know what I was saying about Ron Simmons? Yeah. You know how, how. He was so articulate and um, and he was just presented very well for a, a man of color. Yes. Um, he did. A, he was actually on the f- that episode and he did an interview with Jim Ross and Jesse Ventura about how he goes into schools and does talks in schools and okay. stuff Can like that. Imagine that, that being at school like, and Ron Simmons turned it'd be up. Insane, wouldn't it? Yeah. And what I really liked there was a specific scene. I think Daley Thompson did the rounds in Lee. <laughs> I, I never saw him actually, but. Oh, we had, uh, we were a bit older, but we uh, we were a bit older, but like we did football training with Alan Kerbishley. Have you heard of him? No, I haven't actually. No. no. Former Charlton manager, quite a big deal, really. Um, so uh, 
yeah, they I could have been scouted for the Premier League. Imagine that. Do you think that's why he was there? No. No. Probably community service <laughs> or something. That's how we do the community. I have to take, yeah. have to take the boys' football, uh, <laughs> well, you know, every, uh, every, um, you know, every Monday it was. <laughs> we had double double PE every Monday. So, um, was so he there yeah. every week, was he? Is he, he coaching was a, the boys' He was team? there every week for a South few weeks. South End Year 11. He was there every week. So, what year would it be? So, he was a manager of Charlton up until t- from like 91 to 2006. And then he managed 15 West- years? Yeah, then he managed West Ham. Okay. Afterwards. Well, you left school in 02, if I left school in 2000. So, in 02? Yeah, because you're a couple of years younger than me. Yeah. So, so it must have been like 98, 98. So, he must have been Attitude Era time. <laughs> wow. Was he a so, fan? Uh, <laughs> I, I never got never got that far with him. Um, I wonder if he ever did any uh, community service. <laughs> <laughs> Look up personal life on wouldn't Wikipedia. It normally says that, there what they're up to. That'd be funny. Playing career back when I was oh, no, there's no personal life. Okay, um, but that would have been funny, wouldn't it? Mm. But like, I'm sure it's probably something to do with like a grassroots. Um, do you know what I mean? Like they do the football football league always does like grassroots initiatives where yeah, like they have I to know. give back to the community. Coming back from um, Bognor Regis over the summer, there was like a, a big banner over. It was quite clear, like a, a big fence that was like behind a school field. You know, on like the, on the roads, and it said whatever the school was called, partnered with Chelsea Football Club. So obviously Chelsea Football Club have invested some money in their football program. I can assume, or they've yeah. just paid Chelsea, the, or they paid Chelsea for the license. Nah, I don't know. It'd be part of their corporate responsibility bill, wouldn't it? Right. You know, like we're gonna, you know, we'll send out we, ten footballs this is a our, year, and, and, the, and this is our this is our excuse for making <laughs> millions and millions off of all the fans paying hundreds for tickets or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, so. Cool. Imagine how different my life would have turned out if I was running out for Charlton Athletic, eh? Well, you'd be wealthier than you are now, probably. Mm. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, so this week's topic. Yeah. Things we've missed out on because of professional wrestling. No, you've said it all wrong. The things we've missed out on because we are so dedicated to the world of professional wrestling. Okay, sorry. The things we've missed out on because we are so dedicated to the world of professional wrestling. We are obsessed. James Musselwhite, I say this recently, James Musselwhite once said, we are the last generation that's completely obsessed by professional wrestling. Um, In actual fact, I went for lunch with James. He's the man who does Portrait of of a Wrestler, real talented photographer. Uh, Like, probably one of the most talented men. He shot my wedding and everything. He was amazing. Um, And... uh, and I reminded him of that quote, and I'm not sure he remembered saying it, but I, I swear to God, that's what he said. He said, we are the last... He said, the difference between us, this generation, and like the wrestlers coming through now, is our generation, complete, last generation, will be completely Do you know why I think that is? Wrestling. Go on. I just think it's the world we live in, isn't it? Okay. Because I don't think anyone... Because there's so much stuff to do now. Yeah. Again, going back to that oversaturation yeah. <laughs> that we talked about. Like, so, But back in those days, when we were growing up, Right, there wasn't the internet, mm-hmm. which has like just a sea of yeah, whatever yeah. you know, whatever, you, you, whatever want. you want, and you can, and not just that. Like we used to order something, we or we used to collect the tokens in the cereal, right? Yeah, yeah. We'd send off for our free whatever we got, Max toy, or and uh, we'd have to wait twenty eight days. Yeah, please allow twenty eight well, days for delivery. Threatened. Normally, it's what we came in two or three weeks. Yeah, but like, do you know? I know what you're al- saying. Please though, yeah. allow twenty eight days for delivery. My, my eBay store to get top rated seller. I have to ship it the same day. Yeah, so, so I go. mean, I now like oh, rush around, we, get home. We live in, money in we live in a generation of want it, have it. Mm-hmm. I can get whatever I want. Well, most things delivered to my door within two hours via Amazon Prime. Now, yeah. 
I pay nine ninety nine or seven ninety nine a month for that. Less than that because I paid seventy nine dollars for the year, seventy nine pounds for the year membership to mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, which obviously gets you the yeah. instant access to all the you know like their Netflix style service um, and free delivery on every item on Amazon and delivery within two hours on the most popular products. That's quite something, yeah. And that, but that's that time's only going to get shorter, like suit like. Five years from now, we're going to be sat there going, imagine having to wait two hours for... <laughs> yeah, we might be. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want it, have yeah. it. That's I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get to kind of that point. We like, will. Two hours, God's sake. We will. But what's funny is my dad, right, in the, 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 the advent of uh, online shopping, Yeah. which I think is a term Martin Goldsmith used a few times. I think it was around the time we started doing online shopping. It wasn't mine, didn't it? It wasn't a thing then. <laughs> and... Uh, and he used to always, he'd order something online, like I'd help him almost. He'd order himself, my dad's into music and vinyls and stuff like that. So he'd order a vinyl and then he'd go instantly, it was the same joke, I love my dad. He made, he, uh, but he went, he got up, he'd go, he'd look around, <laughs> around to the front door and go, oh, it's not here yet. And that was his <laughs> joke. But my point is, soon it will it be. It will be, yeah, it will be, absolutely. You know? Like yeah. he, will, he will order something and within a couple of hours, this music, this piece of music, it will be at his door. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's also my theory on why wrestling is so good nowadays as well, because yeah. it has to hold people's attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So you can't get away with a 30-minute chin lock. No. You know, it has to be, for want of a better term, action, action, action. Yeah. Action, action, action. That's Brian um, Dixon, yeah. That's his thing. So, that's what he uh, wants. so, yeah, like, who, you know, I just feel that there's so much stuff going on that you don't, uh, you don't even get to think about. You know, like... Like so, back in the day, all we could do was fascinate over professional wrestling, right? Yeah. And there, there's like loads of different. I, I mean, some people had their other things. Some people it was football. Some people it was whatever, right? But like for us, it was professional wrestling, and that's what we loved, and we immersed ourselves with it. And if we wanted to see something, we were made to wait for it. And because we were made to wait for it, it kind of built up as a bigger deal in our minds. Like, why is WrestleMania such a big deal every year? Because they build it up to yeah. be something, right? But in, in ch- with our childhood. Anytime you got to see Hulk Hogan wrestle a singles match, that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. You never saw you know? Hulk Hogan wrestle apart from at WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah like, but that was before my even, time. Yeah, I never saw Hulk Hogan wrestle on a SummerSlam until 2005. Did, I reckon probably the same. Actually, yeah. yeah. But obviously, but we had. But I just remember, like, to me, VHS tapes were a big deal. So, yeah, like, yeah. we'd hire the RNC videos. Fair. Oh, God bless video rental places. Um, but RNC videos, top of my road, used to do the old wrestling videos okay. up until about 95 and when they stopped but then in about 97 98 i found a place which uh stocked in lee broadway which stocked all the old uh the old wwf tapes so we uh, that's where i was able to catch up with all the in your houses okay um so uh yeah you, you know a hulk hogan singles match you could get on vhs as well yeah, yeah my ritz in petersfield before it's blockbuster yes ritz, that used to be like one in yellow cover yeah used to be one in south end in uh, <laughs> they didn't uh, stock wf videos oh really in actual fact when i when i, I think maybe when blockbuster took over the attitude ever got big i'd say it was around that time i first ever saw wf video in a rental shop because i think in my mind i just assumed it was just wasn't like allowed or <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah oh they, they just don't you just can't rent wf videos you can just buy have them. to buy them yeah, yeah that's what i assumed yeah yeah but anyway, so as a result, we are completely obsessed with professional <laughs> wrestling. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, we've had to, we had to cling on it. to it. Yeah, and uh, we had to work for it. When yeah. you have to work for something, you know. Yeah, so I see, like, uh, it, it does, I, I often put on, on my Twitter um, this sort of, like, uh, character almost that I'm the grumpy old veteran. 
like in so, like especially aiming towards Curtis Chapman, who's one of the young lads from our wrestling school. He's the former Rev Pro Cruiserweight champion, and I, I actually love Curtis to death. But I try to ride him all the time because he's always because really, no, because I have all the time in the world for him, and he. You know, he could do with getting in the gym more often. But how how many times do I see tweets being like, oh, been playing. It's not Fortnite. I don't know what the games are nowadays. Red, De- Red Dead Redemption or something. I don't know. Um, oh, I've been playing that for three hours or can't wait for this game to come out. And I'll tweet. I'll go, oh, really? Wouldn't it be far more productive if you're in the gym for those three hours instead? Or So, um, yeah, that's that's the I, that's the different mentality. Is I would rather be in the gym for three hours. Rather, some would be rather be playing computer games for three hours. Um, I wish I had time to play computer games for three hours. I'm glad I don't. Uh, favorite pastime of mine was playing computer games, but I never get to never get a chance to play it anymore. But anyway, um, oh, I realised when I end up stopped playing my N64. So I went like this: when I stopped playing my wrestling figures, when I got an N64, I stopped playing my N64 when I got a gym membership. Really? Yeah, that's how. It, that's how. You know, there's, ah. there was some crossover on both of them, but yeah. And what year was that? What just joined a gym? Yeah. Uh, Triple H had just come back, uh, and you saw the beautiful David Joe, and that was it. I need to join the gym. It's a beautiful d- yeah, two thousand two. That's like my equivalent of watching the Arthur Ballman uh, DDP yoga video. Where I was like, it? I'm going to start doing DDP yoga. Well, you're not quite as bad as Arthur Ballman yet. No, but what I mean is, you need that for you inspiration. Understand? I watched that. Yeah, 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 I got inspired. You watched mm-hmm. Triple H. You got inspired. Yeah, I mean, I'd had, had gym memberships it as a chance before, to have a fat dig never at me, quite as, as dig always. No, I didn't. I said you're not as bad as Arthur Paul. But you're not quite as bad as. <laughs> yeah, but that was said for comedic effect. Anyway, come on, let's get on to this. The things that we have missed out on because we are obsessed with professional wrestling. We're so dedicated to the art form of professional <laughs> wrestling. So the first thing I'm going to say, Andy, right, is uh, so this seems so insignificant to people, but I always say to people at the the wrestling training school, you're either going to like when like the youngsters, the young ones. So I remember saying to Curtis Chapman, and Curtis would tell you this story because he started off with us when he was like 14, right? Yeah, yeah. And I said to him, like, you're really good at this. And I said, like, what's going to happen is you're going to get to 18, and you're going to go one way or the other. You're going to become um, dedicate. You're going to become even more dedicated, or you're going to go off on the tangent, you're going to find alcohol, you're going to find girls, you're going to, um, you know, you're going to um, have all you're these distractions. distractions. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was like, nope, I promise you, I'm going to stay dedicated to wrestling. I was like, yeah. They might get an education. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, we'll wait, we'll wait and see. And uh, fair play to him, he's stayed dedicated and, to wrestling. And he's getting an education. And he's getting an education, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh Yeah. He's, he's going to be all right in this world, I think. He, Curtis, he's going to get on fine, yeah, just yeah. fine. Um, but the point I'm making is you miss out on so many social occasions. So this isn't a specific thing that you've missed out on. But I just always remember if there's house parties going on um, and you'd be like, oh, that girl that likes going to that house party. Like, yeah. oh, I don't want her to pull anyone else. <laughs> like, you know, I've got yeah. to be there. Actually, and, you uh, reminded me of a story, a specific story around my friend Dave Ashardi's house. And uh, Dave now is very successful in like the editing world. Yeah, he he owns uh, the complete collection of FWA <laughs> on the wrestling channel, doesn't he? I think somewhere in his collection. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, so there was a girl there who like everyone fancied for life. Me, I can't remember. This was 2003, 15 years ago, and we end up going into Dave's bedroom, and she gave me a massage on the bed, and then, and, but the following. No, no, same day. It was a barbecue. It was an afternoon barbecue. I had a nice massage on the bed. And then, but I had to go because I had a wrestling booking on like a holiday camp with Phil Powers. And of course, I was like, oh, I can't believe this is wrestling getting in the way of this uh, 
wonderful opportunity. I'll term it like that. So, yeah, the specific house party situation. That was it. God, what was her name? It doesn't matter. But, yeah, I remember thinking, cool, I'm on here. And then, oh, if I've got to go, I've got to go to, like, <laughs> Burnham-on-Sea Haven Holiday Park. So, yeah, off I went. And I came straight back to Dave's after the after the camp. And she'd pulled someone else. No, she'd gone. Oh. Yeah, she'd already gone home. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's a, like, so... I think house parties are a big thing because they're such big social occasions when you're of that, that age. age. Isn't it? That age, yeah. yeah uh, or they were at least in my day. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't know if house parties are still a thing, but uh, but yeah. So just missing out on that, which again seems so insignificant because it's just like who cares? It's a stupid house party, but at that time it's magnified, yeah. right? And like it's a real big decision to I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss all the talk at school next week of like. Uh, you know, oh, this happened, that happened. You know, I'm going to miss all of that. I'm going to miss that camaraderie with everyone. Steve and had a fight with Dave. Oh, you missed it. Yeah, right? Yeah. So it's almost like you have to go. And like, I think when, when, you're, when you get of that age, it's like you make a decision, you know, what because you, you don't have the benefit. When you're that age, you don't have the benefit of hindsight, obviously. You don't have the benefit of, you know, um, well, I miss this house party today. There's going to be lots of talk about it over the next week or so but in a week's time no one's going to be talking about that house party anymore yeah um, and um but if i don't do this if i don't make this booking if i don't do this show or if i don't go and help with a ring or if i don't go and help with this setup or you know if i don't make my if i don't get my face out there and be known by people um that could have long-term ramifications and not just that but it could also severely stunt your progress which will then again have a knock-on effect so it's a it's a lot more you have to kind of think about it as a bigger picture than that and i always remember there's one lad um who came to our training school um adam his name was and he was he was okay wasn't he, he was quite he was a yeah, bit he of did an a athlete couple of trainee shows didn't he yeah. yeah a bit of an athlete he he had a you know a, a good uh, good vertical leap on the kids. Yeah. Um, and he was 17 years old. And I remember he was 17 years old. Next week he turned 18. We never saw him again. No, do, you, do you know who was a big influence on him? It was his brother. Do you remember his brother turned up training one day with yeah, a beer right. in his hand? And yeah, I yeah, yeah. And I, <coughs> I didn't know which way this was going to go. And this bloke turned up with this can of beer in his hand. I just got my back up straight away. It was when we were in the small unit. Yeah. In the middle of the day as well. Like. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I'm, I said something along like, I know, I know what I said. I said, is that beer? And he's like, yeah. And I said, you're going to have to go. <coughs> and uh, and he left. But I was kind of thinking, oh, God. <laughs> like, what if he hit you? <laughs> what if he comes in, what's the start? But he didn't, he left. But my point is, that was Adam's older brother. And that was kind of, you know, we were talking about one o'clock in the afternoon. He's got, I mean, many football fans drink beer. John, we're not, we're not judging anyone. I'm just saying that, like, that was his upbringing. Uh, that was his um, influences were like. Those people around you. Come on, Adam, let's go of, to the pub. Forget the average that of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. Right. And for him, that, that, that lifestyle and being able to go to nightclubs and stuff became more important than the, than the wrestling. And, he, and <coughs> he actually dragged a few more people down with him. Like, yeah, he did. He, yeah, like, yeah. Brandon, there was yeah. a lad, Brandon, who was, he was all right. But nice kid. And anyway, they buddied up, and then you know, Brandon, bless his heart, he's like, well, you know, pretty early twenties now. Yeah. And you know, oh, going to what's the what's the club in Portsmouth called? I don't know, Prism, is it or the something? Astoria, mate. The Astoria. That's the only. That's the only club, the only that club we're, in we're mention on uh, this podcast. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. So yeah, but there's just an example for you, right? Just something which is so insignificant that you miss. But we. Yeah. But 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 to real hammer hammer the home hammer home the point is Adam was actually pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. So, four especially years for, on, especially where for his now? age, especially yeah. for his age, and it's something that he probably, I, I, like, he's the type of person. Again, I don't really know him, but like, you know, in five years' time, he'll turn up and be like, "Oh, I had a go at this 
when I was younger. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so we get people all the time who come back and say, oh, I, you know, I gave that FW Academy a go, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, and I'd like to, you know, I really regret giving it up or whatever. We've got quite a few people who, over the years who've come, yeah, who've, loads, who've yeah. you know, had a few sessions there um, and never followed through on it, never pursued it. And then they come later on in life and give us their... Thrive th- as well. Yeah, and, and regret not having stuck at it. Because, sure. again, it's always one of those things of... I can start tomorrow, I can start tomorrow, I can start tomorrow. Then all of a sudden, you look back at yesterday and think, like, oh, what if I started yesterday? Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's just a small example. But um, we've got more significant things that we've missed. Yeah, we? I mean, so I've got I've got like two massive ones. Um, if you pass me my phone that's plugged in over there, I've, I've, but I've, I'll start with the one which I mentioned to you off air, um, whether I'm not sure whether it's a bit, bit uh, sad or not. Um, so Mark Sloan, at least as far... No, I'm pretty confident this is true. He was the first one who ever um, d- came up with the idea. He designed the trainee show. So he um, so he ran FWA, which essentially got taken over in various forms by people like Alex Shane and Elazar and... Tony um, Sefton. Tony Sefton. But this was obviously before Tony Sefton. Uh, Barry, Charalavalumbus, uh, and a few other guys. Anyway, so that was his thing, FWA. And then he ran the FWA Academy on, on a weekend that we all trained at. And I think for long, FWA would almost, was almost like out of his hands, despite it being his thing. So he decided he wanted to do a thing that was in his hands. He was going to run FWA Academy shows. So a trainee show, but it was never called a trainee show. Um, it was just an FWA Academy Presents. Uh, and he, he sort of told us all, I want to say, the end of 2001, so going into 2002, where there were going to be monthly shows. I mean, we get to wrestle once a month. Do you know what I mean? Guys like Dean Allmark and people like that who were in the same position that I was... Um, Timeline-wise, or how long they've been in the business, but wrestling probably twenty times a month. But we were like once a month. Oh my god! So we were lucky, though. You know, we were grateful. Um, and he was going to run them at the Porchester Community Centre. So for anyone, I'm not saying the idea wouldn't have eventually come anyway. But for anyone who's on a trainee show this weekend, they've all got Mark Sloan to thank for it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and uh, and anyway, so so this it was on a Sunday. I want to say like the 27th of January 2002. Mark Sloan was running the Porchester Community Centre, and he said to me. Uh, no, first of all, uh, my grandparents lived in South London and my mum said to me, oh, would you like to come to your grandparents on Friday? Uh, was I like 17? Yeah, would you like to come see your grandparents on Friday? So I was like, yeah, cool, I'll come see your nan and grandpa. So I'd agreed to come see your nan and grandpa. Mark's own texted me or called me in the meantime and said, oh, why don't you come down Friday? We'll hang out Friday, we'll hang out Saturday and we'll go do the show Sunday. So I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So I called my mum, or no, I live with my mum, so I've already just told my mum. Went said, downstairs. <laughs> yeah, went downstairs and said, oh, I'm not going to come see Nan and Grandpa now um, on Friday. She was like, oh, no big deal. Okay, no worries. And I never saw my grandpa again because the Sunday, just before the show, we were getting ready to do the show. My brothers came. My mum and dad were all going to come. Uh, my brothers came. They said to me, oh, Grandpa's gone into hostel, but don't worry, he's okay. Um, but mum and dad had gone to see him in uh, Putney Hospital it was. So I said, okay, no big deal. And that was kind of the end of it. But of course, that was it. Like, we, we did the show, went home Sunday night. I, I had Adam South. Do you remember him, Adam South? Yeah, yeah, ring yeah, ring answer, yeah. Right, Bolton Way. He stayed at mine. And in the middle of the night, the phone the phone rang and it was Putney Hospital. Saying, he must oh. have felt terrible. Well, he's probably a bit like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. what do I do? Yeah. And I was just a kid. And looking back, he's always here. He was probably on like, if I was 17, he's probably on like 21, 22. And uh, yeah, and, and it was Putney Hospital to say, he, he hadn't died or anything, but he was just like, oh, he's taking a real bad turn for the worse. And we don't know what's going on. Like, for the next 10 days, we were up and down, up and down to South London while my parents are still keeping their shop open. Um, and that was it. I never saw him conscious again. So because I was so like, oh, I need to go hang out with Mark and 
I need to go run the show like two days before. I need to go help get the ring in the van, or I need to yeah. sit by sit sit around my Mark runs his video game shop. I missed out on seeing my grandpa ever again, you know. And but you never knew that at the time. Well, no, no, no. And but that's the point. It's well, in hindsight, look back and go, ah, I'd like to see him one more time. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's nothing to do about it. I'm not like I don't beat myself up about it at all. But I was just that's just one of the things I missed out on, isn't it? Because of pro wrestling. Yeah. I well, thanks, for, thanks for <laughs> thanks for starting us off. Thanks on for such kicking a light, us off. <laughs> light-hearted note. <clears throat> yeah, um, you're more interested in getting drunk. I'm just missing my dead well, grandparents. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like again, like I just wanted to say that p- for perspective, the, the, oh, the I know. kind of missing the house. Yeah. And I only really and went to that one first because, like I said, because you just want to make everyone feel horrible. No, I couldn't. Re- I um, li- I've got a little list written down, haven't I? So I've I've got a few. So like, uh, so the first the first big one was um, uh, I missed a. So I for anyone who doesn't know me, I used to do drama. I used to do drama. At, um, well, I did it at GCSE level, A level. You know, <laughs> I was quite the. I was quite the. Uh, the theatrical person. I say that's where my love of wrestling comes in as well, the theatrical side of it. But the thing with the thing with it was, so drama is very is something as well. You have to be very committed to the same way you have to be committed to professional wrestling. And I should have seen it coming a mile off. At some point, there was going to be a conflict of interests. Um, as fate would have it, the first uh, the first real big conflict of interests um, came about when uh, I was doing a play, West Side Story. Um, and this would be in sixth form, so it'd be my first year of sixth form. Um, and this led to a, a this basically led to a, a spiraling out of control, where one of the teachers decided they absolutely hated my guts. <laughs> <laughs> like, but she had nothing to do with that play. But I guess from that point on, she was like, "Well, he's not committed. He's a whatever." Yeah, and I don't uh, blame her. Wow. Imagine if we ran a show, okay. a training show like this Saturday, and one what? of us just turned around and said, "Oh, nah." It's all about no, but it's all about again. It's all about doing what's right for you so like for me i knew i loved wrestling more than i loved yeah. drama so um and basically this isn't even the story either so let me get to the story so the actual story is um fwa academy so we've done a referee training course the best referee from the referee training course got to referee on the academy show on the yes. fwa academy show i'd been selected as someone to referee on the academy show, but it was a, it wasn't like it was just any show. It was the first ever show that I'd get to referee on. So, so I wanna... did you do it the night before or like the no the no no? I did it like or... maybe a month before. Okay, now so like, like you have to be in Portsmouth on the seventeenth this day or September or something yeah. to res- to referee a show. Yeah. Um. So you want a referee shirt, a chance to referee on the first academy show, right? And I knew I had to do it. I just knew I had to do it. So, like, even though I had this part in this play, and, and traditionally the plays would always be, like, you know, during the week, during school nights. It wouldn't, but, like, for whatever reason, this play was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. So I wouldn't be able to do the Saturday showing, and the last one was always the best one as well. So I was just like, oh, i just pull out the whole thing. And then, like, uh, I spoke to the teacher, and she went ballistic. Right, Mrs. Goodman, her name was. Um, well, did you have an understudy? And, uh, no, I didn't have an understudy, <laughs> right? And the way it worked, what wound you up happening was one of my teachers, Mr. Peters, he wound up doing my role on the Saturday because my mum wound up calling up and being like, because she was like, well, essentially she left it with me, like, you have to do it or else. Right. And okay. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like, yeah. I'm just not doing it. It's so not. Are you at school or college here? I think I must have been, co- it's either my last year at school or first year at college. Okay. But I want to say it was my first year at college. But like sixth form, it was the same, you okay. know, it was still the school. Yeah. So like, um, 
but I wouldn't be able to tell. I think I want to say, I'm, I'm almost certain it was my first year at college, right? And the play was actually at the New Empire Theatre, which is where I used to go and watch wrestling shows. Oh, okay. With, uh, yeah. Um, so, because uh, it wasn't often. That, so this new, and I guess this new drama, this drama teacher had come in. She wound up loving me, that drama teacher, but there's another one that just, off the back of this, wound up just, like I say, just absolutely hating me. And she's the one who drove me away from drama for good. Because like she, uh, it's another story for another day. But <laughs> anyway, um, Mrs. Smith, her name is, if you're listening, I showed you. She's listening. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, if I hadn't done, just the reality of the situation though is, if like I'm sure if I'd spoken to Mark, he might have been like, oh, okay, don't worry, you can just do the next one. But yeah. but to me, I didn't know Mark at the time. No, and but like, there's that reliability and like, factor, isn't And it? again, it's that reliability factor. Like imagine letting them down on the first one if it was like if I'd been doing it for six months and it was like oh I'm doing this play at college yeah you know we've been practicing this for months we've been practicing yeah, yeah. I'm sure that it, it wouldn't, wouldn't have, been, have an issue. been an issue but by that time I was so intertwined in it I don't think I could have yeah left it anyway but um but yeah like I so I uh, my mum called wound up calling up and being like listen this is something that he's loved so I've always been lucky or I was always lucky that my mum she was uh, um, so supportive of me and everything that I wanted to do and I always say that um, one of the hardest things about growing up but one of the best things was my mum always say like it's up to you so those words are so hard right because you'd have to like so I think that's why I've grown up where I have because I had to make decisions you know so like if I wanted to buy something for example I'd saved up to buy something. My mum yeah. thought it was a waste of money. She'd always say, well, it's your money. Yeah. And then I'd have to make the decision. <laughs> yeah. And I'd have to, it was always on me. But it would make me think, and was it, do I want this? Do I really want this? Do I need it? You know, yeah. and I'd I, I do, I do something similar. That times um, I pick things up in shops. It, it might be a, a game, uh, like a computer game, even, I just I don't play computer games. Yeah, like so you just, you've just no, found this, no, no, you no, just no, exposed no, yourself just, as a fraud. No, no, it's just like a bad example, I think. But like, I bet I don't know, a pair of trainers or whatever. And I was like, no, I'll tell you what, it happened to me the other day in the Under Armour shop. I picked up a top and then I was just walking around again. do I really want this? Do I need it more than anything? I've got 500 t-shirts at home I don't wear. So I just put it back. So yeah. that's my point. It's like, you got to think, like, it's up to me. But I, yeah, no. and I was, but I was given that responsibility as a, you know, yeah. From a very, very young age, right? So even from the early age of like, we used to get 50 pence sweetie money on a Thursday, mm-hmm. you know? It's up to you. Why you know? Thursday? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That was just the day. We used to get, thir- on a Thursday, we used to get sweetie money. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe because on a Friday, I don't know. Like, as Shops we got a bit older. Busy. Well, as we got a bit older, maybe we just went to like the corner shop across the road, whatever. Like, but as we got a bit, bit older, like a Friday would, would be like a... We, so we'd see our nan on a Tuesday, but on a Friday we'd get a nanny bag from our nan. Okay. He's called it a nanny bag. It's just a carrier bag, but he used to have like sandwiches and oh, really? and fruit nice. and sweets, and we'd get like some pocket money. Mm-hmm. Like it started off at fifty p and went up to a fiver as we got older. Fiver. Yeah, as we got older. Yeah. Goodness me. Um. So uh, yeah, but we'd got get pocket money and uh, but anyway, I digress. Point being, I was I like my mum said. My mum knew that she, you know, she could see what a huge wrestling fan I was, and it, and obviously, if she hadn't been supportive of it, because a lot of parents would just be like, "You're doing, you're doing the school play," <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, very true, yeah. But she was she was supportive enough of it that she was like, "Okay, I'll go to bat for you," yeah. you know. And she was just like, "This I is what he wants to do. He's wanted to do it since he was four years old, you know. This is what he wants to do." So. He's doing it, <laughs> yeah. right? And like, yeah, and, and Mrs. Yeah. Goodman was quoted as saying, "There's no way he's not doing this play." To other like other people who were on the cast, oh, right. he said to him, "He was like, she said to him, sorry, there's no way he's not doing this play." Conversation with my mum later, 
<laughs> All right, we can compromise. He's not and I was allowed to go and do. Did, the, did you do Thursday and Friday? I, I did Thursday, Friday. Okay. Mr. Peter's covered for Saturday. Was Thursday and Friday uh, must have been awkward though? No, because it, like it was a few weeks before. Like I say, like you know, there was uh, like I, say, I think there was about a month. Okay. You know, a month before. You know, so. Oh, you gave um, plenty of notice. So. Then. So yeah, but I think it was just, but it was just one of those things, and I was just like, you know, if you don't want me to do it at all, like I don't care. Like I had that mentality, just such a strong mentality of this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do whatever I can to make it work. So you can say all you want about like you know weird, in, it put us in that situation, and we'd be pissed off if someone was like, ah, I don't want to do this show. But if someone did that, then they obviously don't want it enough, you know. So well, I didn't, I, I didn't appreciate it. it was a month before. I yeah, before yeah. Like no, it wasn't like a, no, it wasn't a couple of days before by any means. No. Okay. So, um, so there you go. Um, so, uh, do you want to do another one, or I can? Can I link on to one? No, you do one. Well, I, I, I was just going to say, I, I, again, I don't know if I've, I've mentioned this one before, but twenty-first um, birthdays are obviously a big thing. You know, you, you have your eighteenth, your twenty-first, your thirtieth. You know, those are like your big birthdays, aren't they? And they kind of go in tens. And twenty-first uh, of May two thousand and five, I wrestled on some leisure centre in Southampton. Um, and, and, you know, if it was a Southampton Guild Hall for Brian Dixon is one thing, but when it's the Chamberlain Leisure Centre in front of 500 empty chairs and, you know, six paying people <laughs> in the audience on my 21st birthday, um, but I, I just didn't care. Do you know what I mean? It was, you know, if you look back, I, was, I wasn't the busiest wrestler in the country. I've said this before. wasn't the busiest wrestler in the country, but I wasn't just a weekend warrior either. And any, anything I could do to put my boots on and get better... I was adamant. I was. I didn't care. It was my twenty-first birthday. Yeah. So I. So I wrestled Eamon. Eamon's listening. Big shout to Eamon O'Neill. So uh, and I refereed Eamon's on that that first uh, that first show with Eamon O'Neill right, yeah. versus uh, Aviv Mayan was, was that really? on that show. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that would have been Eamon Shahan. Stamshaw and Tipner Leisure Centre. Stamshaw, your first yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, I, uh, yeah, so uh, again, in line with that, 18th birthday, I missed my, my 18th birthday was on the same day as FWA, I want to say, like, it was in it was in Morecambe, and yeah. it was the same weekend, it was with D'Lo Brown, Sanjay Dutt, yeah, that yeah, weekend, yeah, yeah. right? 2004. So I went and I refereed on that tour. Yeah. Um, so I, I so that was when we did the Bolton. That was the trip Raj da- yeah. Ghosh left me so in So did two days in Bolton, um, Morecambe, I think there was a day off, and then there was Broxbourne on the Sunday. Um, so that was all my 18th birthday week. So on my 18th birthday, and I wasn't even like at that point, I didn't even go out with anyone because I was—I didn't even know how. Like, do you know, like, not I didn't know how, but like because I'd never gone out with anyone after shows before. Like, it wasn't like we went out partying after the, um, you know, after the the that show in Morecambe. I didn't anyway. I certainly didn't. It wasn't until later on I started going out with everyone. Um, so I just went back to the hotel room after the show. I just had a very quiet, uh, quiet one. Quiet and one. They're the, they're the only person like. So, and I remember Fozzy, you know, Fozzy, yeah. yeah, obviously, but people don't listen in his... Yeah, Fozzy was like one of Alex's trainees, his real name's Andrew Maddock. Yeah, and he did uh, the website. Um, yeah, you'd know, he sort of hung around, he did like, a, didn't they do a radio show with him and... Him and John was, Atkins. Was pre-podcast, yeah, wasn't it? pre-podcast, yeah, if they, kept, if they kept doing that, that probably... And they pretended they lived in a flat together. Yeah, yeah, they did. And I actually think, I actually I thought they episode. did. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't really live in a no. flat together. No, but I no. thought they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, team office. Yeah, well. that's right. Yeah, and there's like a yeah. secret FWA website. Yeah, that Mark t- FWA Sloan team office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just silly pictures and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and he bought me a beer 
Oh, my. Did it? He's the first person to buy me a legal drink of alcohol. Oh. Of course, by that, at that time, I'd been drinking for years, but like, <laughs> you know, being from Essex. But yeah, um, but yeah and, and because of that, so I've obviously got a twin sister. Um, we had an 18th birthday party, and he had to wait a week. Oh, did it? Because yeah, you were away? Yeah, because I was away, yeah. <laughs> so like, the 18th birthday party was on the, the, fir- the following Thursday. Um, you bloody love Thursdays, that. didn't you? Thursday was your Friday. Thursday, right? like, well, Thursday nights were like, uh, Thursday, like so. Well, Top of the pops. I mean, sweets. For <laughs> <laughs> so, but Thursday nights in South End, that was like you'd go to Talk Nightclub on a Thursday. Okay. So I guess that was a school night. Not like not like a school night, but I guess that was a student night. The Thursday night was a big night in Talk. Yeah. So Is that where you went to go see Rihanna once and she didn't turn up? I never went to see Rihanna. Somewhat, no, you definitely told me that story. Rihanna was doing like the O2, but she was also doing a a short gig in a club in South End. Well, I don't think I was there. Oh, no, I, I thought think. you must be just told me. No. Okay. Um, so those were our big birthday misses. Yeah, and and it just in the line with play. Well, again, like there's lots of play stuff here, but like here's a good one, right? So I'm so having learnt from the experience of missing out on that play. So this must have been a main FWA show because I can't see myself missing out on another play for an academy one. But I started doing some drama outside of. Uh, outside of the the school right and this was my third play i'd done so second play of this company so i'd i'd come you know again i don't want to blow my own horn but i was quite a stud in terms of acting terms you know like i, w- I walked into you these places top prospect, so well, yeah but i walked into these places so often like you'd have to earn your stripes in terms of you know you'd be like a jobber in the plays you know background characters or whatever i was walking into these drama groups outside of outside of you know outside of school in school I'd always had big roles but like I was walking in and being like headline acts I remember the first uh, the first play I did was uh, Babes in the Wood it was a pantomime the first one I did outside of school or maybe yeah. it was the second one I did outside of school Babes in the Wood and uh, my drama teacher Mr. Hulse his name was Steve Hulse he was a good guy he's the one who got me into this uh, this group and uh, he uh, but he, he, but he was obviously my teacher and I wound up getting a better part than him Oh so, right, okay. Yeah, so I was a sheriff of Nottingham, the big heel in the. Oh, Panama. so your your teacher at school was also in this drama group. Yeah, there was a. It was oh, like a, okay, okay. Yeah, in, that, in that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, um, but anyway, I so I was like the the main character in this play. Uh, this other play is like like I say the third one outside of the school we'd done, and I was the main character. It was called A Dog's Life, and I was this big uh, big baby faced dog in it was dogs in a kennel, and I was the one that died in the big spot at the end. You know, real sad play. Yeah. Right. And I had this FWA show come up, right, and I was like, oh, I've got to do this show, right. And this show was in uh, so uh, uh, so I've got to do FWA. Sorry, I've got to do FWA. Right. If it was if it was Academy, or maybe if it was like you know like a RBW or whatever other promotions we worked for in those days, um, I probably would have uh, stuck with the play. But in my head, there was no way I could miss uh, a main FWA show, um, especially because I didn't really feel my position at FWA at that time was stable at all. Because I remember, like for example, uh, again, I can't remember the exact timeline, but I remember one of the uh, the first the Coventry Skydome show. I'd been consistently refereeing for FWA in the build-up to it, and then when it got to the show, I think I only refereed two matches on the show, and I was like, oh, you know, like you know, I'm not that. Yeah, my my position here isn't that secure. So there's no way I've, I felt I could miss it. And anyway, um, I, uh, n- knowing what happened last time I tried to pull out of something and bear it in mind, this was only man. We'd, we'd done the audition. The auditions were like a long process. We'd done the auditions. We'd done a read through and maybe we'd done like 
free run through, like, you know, free rehearsals. So it wasn't like a great deal had gone into the into the play at all. But I remember, like, it was like maybe the third week and uh, I knew I couldn't do it and I needed to tell her. And uh, Hazel, her name was, the lady who ran the ran the play. And I needed to tell her. And I told my mate, Jolly, like, I was like, I'm not doing this play, mate. I can't do it. I've got this wrestling show. And I was like, I need to tell her. And then, but the plays it so the deals at the th- the rehearsals were in Rayleigh so it's a bit of a drive and I didn't drive so he drove us um and uh and I was like I'm gonna tell her at the start and then I'm gonna be stuck in Rayleigh all day like all afternoon all evening you know or do I tell her at the end but then if I tell her at the end I've just done this rehearsal knowing I can't do the play does yeah, that make sense time. yeah yeah right and I'm just like this isn't gonna end well whatever way we do it so I go there like I just don't tell her right and I'm like in my head I'm thinking this whole time I'm not gonna be here why am I doing this I need to tell her and it gets to the end and I'm too scared to tell her because I'm just like I've just done this whole rehearsal so uh, I spoke earlier about my supportive mum I wound up just taking the coward's way out and got my mum to call her the next day She cut, uh, she cut a hell of a promo on me. I know, like I wasn't even there, but mm. I heard about it. Yeah, yeah. She went nuts. She went absolutely ballistic, and she uh, never spoke to me again. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that was, was a, that was the end of your time in that drama group, was it? That that was that was my last uh, my last outing. I always wonder what could have been if. Uh, you know, if I'd carried on. Yeah. And, uh, ironically enough, the uh, the person who and it was a, I think it was part of the theatre festival, the actual uh, the actual play, and the, the person who replaced me, they wound up getting someone else to replace me, and he actually won best actor in the. Uh, oh, did he? <laughs> in the uh, in the, the Academy festival. Awards. In the, yeah, in the, <laughs> in the Academy Awards of of, of Essex, but um, yeah, he won best actor for his his portrayal of a character which I was supposed to play. So I always wonder, oh, I should have probably won that. Yeah, <laughs> you take know. that one. Um, but maybe I wouldn't have won it, you know. So, and that that guy now is like one of the lead actors in Game of Thrones. Is he really? No, I never heard from him. I again. thought you'd but that never mentioned that. that but that could have been a live at you go round yeah. and say like, my friend Andy could have been in Game of Thrones. A bit like Max, Max and Harry Potter. Yeah, Max, Max Alesco. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I tell everyone he was down to like the final. Well, three. I think Max. Max, like he 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 kind of plays it down a little bit, doesn't he? But. Um, in my mind, it was between him and Daniel Radcliffe. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's down to Max Voltage or Daniel Radcliffe to play Harry Potter. Yeah, um, I think they told Max he's a bit too old. I think. Uh, but anyway, go on. Uh, okay, so um, I, I don't know. I guess we kind of we're on the verge of wrapping up here, aren't well, we? Well, I've, I've got now. a few more, so let's just let's just hit them quick. Yeah. Boom, like got a it. game of tennis. You go, go on. You've well, got no, well, I could I could hit my big one, but I'm not sure I've ever. I think are you going to save it? Are you? But no, no, no. I, well, it's part of another story, really, but I've missed my brother's wedding, but I'm trying to think if I've ever told that story before on the I podcast. I think you have in the Andy Boy Simmons WWE alumni episode. Oh, was it? Do you not even remember that episode? We did an episode called Andy Boy Simmons WWE alumni. No. Okay, quickly tell the story. Well, I kind of feel I've already said it. Well, you have, but like, if you can't remember it, there's going to be people listening who haven't listened to that episode. Okay. But, you, you know, if you want the 411, okay, you so can go back and listen to So my episode. brother was getting married, um, and... He was getting married, I believe, on a Friday, and I don't know, say WWE had announced their dates six months prior. So in April 2006, my brother was getting married, I think in November 05, when they, you know, they tour here twice a year. I'd always joke saying, oh, of course I'll be at your wedding unless WWE call me up. And even like leading up that week, they were like, are you still coming? It became like a running joke, like, uh, are you still going to come? Are you still going to come? And of course I was like, of course I'm going to come, of course I'm going to come. 
boom, I'm sat at home on a Monday evening, Tuesday, Monday evening, I think. Stephen Gauntley, would you like to go to WWE as an extra on this uh, Friday? They either got married on a Friday or a Saturday, but I was there two days. So obviously I missed out on my big brother's wedding and nobody... You'd be able to appreciate it. Um, I think anyone else listening, um, any other wrestler could appreciate it. But I remember one of my best friends, he went, there's no way you can miss your brother's wedding. How could I not miss my brother's wedding? To go as like essentially what is the most one of the most important job interviews of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and my brother of all people, he gave me his full blessing. He but like, I think yeah. he'd understand it. So I think if someone really, you know, loved you, they would understand it and support you. I think if it was one of your mates yeah. um, who weren't associated with wrestling, um, then they probably wouldn't understand it at all and would probably stop talking to you forever. Right. I stopped talking to my friend Jolly, who was my best friend for a long time. Yeah. Um, my drinking buddy, like you know, I stopped talking to him because he never attended my wedding. No. But he had a rubbish excuse. And never said sorry. I think that's the main thing that stood out for me. Never once was he like, I'm really sorry, I've been a bit of a knob. Okay. I think that's, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I did miss I did, did miss one of my mates, with this Dave, who, um, uh, Dave Ashardi, who I mentioned previously, I missed his wedding because I had an audition for an ITV2 game show called Minute to Win It. Which that's a crap excuse. Well, I don't know. It was actually quite good at the time. So it's 2011. The team was obviously you, myself, John Atkins. John, yeah. Well, let me tell the All story. Right, sorry. No, this is quite a funny one. It's me, yes, Dim Reese, one other who for life I can't remember, and Ricky Hype, who is now obviously the Apprentice 2012 winner, Ricky Martin. Okay, and he called me up, said, "Oh, do you want to do this audition? Like, we you know we, we'll go as wrestlers. You know, we'll wear our wrestling kit in the audition and everything." And of course, we get there, and, uh, and he, I say, I think we must come up in conversation somewhere in London. And he says, um, I said, oh, teams of four. Is he? he goes, oh, teams of four or five, I think. And I was like, well, surely it's going to matter. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be like, teams of four or five. These game shows are pretty regimented. Yeah. It's not like your teams of however many. So, um, so we turn up, and they're like, they're like, how many are you got your team of five? No, we've got four. But no, you need five. <laughs> We're in the middle of London on a Saturday afternoon. Like, where are we going to find another wrestler? Okay, so you we start. Got a referee. Well, we could, well, you were in Portsmouth already at the time. Oh, was I? Oh. Yeah, and uh, we called him around everyone. Can you come down? To, we called Jody Fleisch. If I was in was South End, I would have just popped on the sea to see. Yeah. Uh. Um, so when we called Jody, we called uh, Jody's the only one I specifically remember called George Costano. We called like we were just trying to find a fifth guy, and the only one, and I don't mean this uh, meanly, but he's not a wrestler. Is the only one we could get to come down with John Atkins, who was obviously the FWA ring announcer, who's now the ukulele teacher on YouTube, living in Los Angeles, I think. Yeah, living it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did so well. I remember we, like, the whole day, you went into different rooms and you were different, doing different tasks. And, um, and I held the record for the day of stacking dice on top of each other within a minute, like however many dice you'd stack well up. Done. Oh, sorry, using chopsticks. <laughs> not, oh, okay. not just using your I was going to say, it's like, that, it's like that time you, you held the record on one flight for, for Tetris. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, smashed it, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that that, that was... Uh, so, yeah, I miss Dave, who, who I'd known since I was, say, four or five years old. I mean, we'd lost touch, actually, as we got older. Like, it wasn't like I was his best man or anything. So or is that why he took the videotapes? <laughs> yeah, that might be why. So that was 2011, so he took those videotapes in 2005. Oh, so yeah. if anything, you were, you were well within your rights for not... Uh, Maybe not I was getting revenge wedding. on yeah. him, yeah. 
Screw you, Dave. So I missed that. Yeah, I missed um, Dave's wedding for for. A, no, I know we didn't even get on the show either, despite having a really good. So show. So that's even it. worse because it isn't. Well, maybe if you all look like wrestlers, you would have. Uh, <laughs> maybe then maybe that's what lets down. It's like uh, me, Yestin, Ricky, and I cannot remember the fourth one. Maybe I'll message. Well, Ricky's not going to reply to me now, is he? <laughs> um, so uh, that's interesting. And the worst thing is, so like in my decision, so like for example, my decision I feel to leave the uh, to not do West Side Story was kind of quite justified because it's led on to my career where I am now. Yeah. Um, I don't. I can't really say if my decision to do Dog's Life in not do Dog's Life in favour of an FWA show was a decision that paid off or not. But who knows? You never, you never know. Um, I don't even think FWA would have noticed if I wasn't there. To be honest, but uh, but it kept. You probably weren't even booked. You were just expected to turn my, up. Prob- probably, yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Um, so uh, yeah, so I just uh, uh, so that didn't pay off for you. Um, one thing I, I did miss, which I regret now, but at the time I had no. No qualms about missing at all. I missed my graduation. Oh, yeah. That's a mm. big one. I missed my, uh, you know, the day you go in your gown, in your gown and, hat. and hat. Do you know why? Because you had a wrestling show. Four. First day of the camps. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Ludicrous. But if you miss the first day, you miss, you miss the week. week. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't miss the first week. Yeah, so I missed my graduation because I was getting on a ferry to go to the Isle of Wight. <laughs> was I with you? I was probably with yeah, you, you were with yeah. me, yeah. yeah. I was like, don't worry about that graduation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. pretend you've not got an education <laughs> like me. Well, I was going to say, follows on, <laughs> I didn't get an education because I wanted to be a wrestler. <laughs> That's what I missed out on. Being a, so, like, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I actually graduated. I have a degree. Yeah. And, uh, and do you know what the funniest thing is? My, my old mate Charlene, who was my, my uni mate, um, she uh, sent me a... Uh, she sent me a copy of the program in the post. She like, sent me a message out of the blue. And what's your address? I sent it with my address. She sent me a copy of the pro, like the graduation program, which is kind of proof that you've graduated, and a copy of the Portsmouth News, right? Okay. I was like, what's she sending me a copy of the Portsmouth News for? Like, <laughs> like, I don't care what, like, if it's the day I graduated and I threw it away. And then a few years later, I realized that every, when people graduate, the Portsmouth News, news print a list of the names who graduated. Yeah. So I just threw that copy of the paper away, and I've you. not got a copy of that. <laughs> Yeah, so disrespectful. So there you go, Poor Charlene. So Shout out to Charlene. Uh, Sorry about that. So I missed that. Uh, yeah, I missed that. Yeah, but that's very sweet of Charlene for it was. sorting that out for me. Because the odds of either of us graduating at one point were slim to none, but we both pulled through. So. Yeah, you were quite pally, weren't you? I remember. Yeah, yeah sharing yeah. books and that. Um, <coughs> so uh, when oh, so when we got <laughs> here's a, just a, another one. Let's have the last one. No, I want to. I've got. I've got a few that I want to hear. So I've got one more I want to hit as what I've missed out on, but then I've got a couple of I want to turn it on its head a little bit, and I won't I won't keep you for long, Andy. Okay. Have you got any more? I really think that's my two big ones: my brother's wedding and my grandpa. Okay. So, uh, so uh, I've got um, so my one. So again, I, I, I guess you didn't really have much going on in your life, did you? Apart from wrestling. No. No. no I, uh, yeah, obviously. But so I so after so after missing out. At, uh, after missing out on those drama plays, right, and I, I literally was like, I'm not interested in drama anymore. I actually lucked out. I did a, my degree was creative arts and media studies, which involved an element of drama in it. And like, a, so that kind of helped me refine my love for the stage. I was like, I'm going to make a big comeback. And I was going to make a big comeback with this musical. Um, for uh, It was like an extracurricular activity um, for the Drama and Music Society. I was like, I'm going to make a big comeback for this musical. Went to all the rehearsals. Like, you do rehearsals before auditions and whatever. I mean, it got literally got to the um, 
the place where we were about to be cast into our roles. Um, and uh, that was the same time that there was the FWA versus IPW Final Frontier show, right? Now, the worst thing about this is, so you spoke about that wedding, you you missed your mate's wedding, Dave Ashardi's wedding, yeah. and it didn't pay off in the end. This didn't pay off for me either, because I wound up pulling out of this play like a sucker, this musical. I really wanted to do it as well, right? And I was meet, met a new group of people who were interested in, you know, singing and dancing, <laughs> right? Pulled out of this play, and uh, because we were supposed to be doing Broxbourne Civic Hall, FWA versus IPW, uh, Final yes. Frontiers. What winds up happening? Go on. Show doesn't happen. Um, a local wrestling promoter put the block on it because he had a show in a... So there's two venues which are, were at the time, I don't know if it still is, were run by Brockbourne Civic Council. I can't for the life of me remember the name of the second venue. But this other wrestling promoter... Um, was uh, Sanjay Bagger was running um, the the other venue and he basically and he'd had the, the book date booked in for ages and we had inherited basically the way the FW the IPW dates at Broxbourne worked there was two so there's the one we did which was called Hotwired um, and there was a one which I guess we can talk about Final Frontiers the way that happened um, you know the FWA versus IPW rivalry we can talk about that in another episode um, but um, we basically took over FWA's dates at Broxbourne because FWA couldn't afford to run them, didn't want to run them, um, and that's where it came. Basically, and Alex picked up the phone, was like, "Listen, Greg doesn't want to run these shows. We've got the dates at Broxbourne. Would you be interested in doing anything?" And that's how the whole story came about. Um, so we ran the first one, Hotwired, um, and then the second one we were going to run was uh, the final was going to be the Final Frontier show because obviously FWA's you forget FWA shows were very far spaced out <laughs> between one date to the next and especially in those dying days it was almost like they had two dates for Broxbourne booked in a year you know yeah. um, so we were going to do the um, the Final Frontier show at Broxbourne and then um, yep, Sanjay had a, a venue another venue within the the Broxbourne Council booked and he basically said to them listen I've got these dates booked in with you and um it's a conflict of interest that you've got another wrestling group in two, you know, two weeks before my show, right? He wasn't running Broxbourne Civic Hall, he was running another venue, yeah, right? So, Broxbourne were like, yeah, he's got a point, you can't run your show, right? And I think FWA hadn't paid a deposit. Yeah, so, right? you, so you missed out. You could have done your musical... So I could have done my musical yeah. because then we wound up moving the show to Alpington Halls, which made the show like a four weeks later or whatever, because it had to tie in with whatever dates we hadn't had booked up for Alpington. So I could have done my musical and Final Frontiers and everyone would have been happy. But instead, I left them. I didn't do the musical. I pulled out of it um, and was too scared to ever go back to try and do another play <laughs> there again. So, um, so yeah, that, that ended. That put a nail in the coffin on my... Uh, that My drama group. Dra any drama career. Like <laughs> I've, I've never done anything since. So there you go. Um, we are lucky to have you. So and uh, <laughs> thank you, Andy, <laughs> for sacrifices I've made for you all. Um, and now um, the biggest thing of all. So I, I just wanted to flip it on its head a little bit just as we draw it to a close. We're literally, we're drawing it to a close. Don't We're going home. Um, so the biggest one of all was uh, where... So I've sacrificed so much for wrestling... But there came a time in my life when I just had to let wrestling. Um, I ha wrestling was a sacrifice. That's <laughs> when I had a real job, and I was working for first conferences in London, 
shout out first conferences, you arseholes. Uh, and I had a conference in, I want to say Barcelona. I was running a conference as a conference director. No, it wasn't Barcelona, so I'm getting confused. It was in Berlin. The conference was in Berlin. So, um, first of all, this was around the time I was doing all the NWE tours, and they made my life hell. Like, the job. Because, again, they di- they couldn't understand. There was their four walls around them. They couldn't understand there was a life outside of those four walls. And that was my read on the situation. It might be a very ignorant read that I took and I was obviously only looking at stuff from my perspective but I was just like you go out on a Friday night you'd be like let's not talk about work it gets to one in the morning you're having a heated discussion about work do you know what I mean all pissed (laughs) talking about work do you know what I mean yeah you'd you'd then go home on Friday you'd be hungover you'd get up like midday on a Saturday you know go out again Saturday night with your real friends spend all day in bed on Sunday then back on get Monday get back up to work Monday yeah and, and it's groundhog day you're back in the grind right and you literally all you think about is those four walls around you all the time and obviously I'm going out and I'm experiencing these shows in front of thousands and thousands of people and they're telling me you're getting a contract and I'm getting all excited and being <laughs> like this is going to be it from now on right yeah. and they're saying like I think it was something I can't I think I want to say it was 6 weeks on 2 weeks off or it might have been the other it might have been um, two weeks on six weeks. No, it wasn't. It, w- it might have been four weeks, two weeks. So it might have been in six week loops. Okay. It was more on than off anyway. But they were saying that would be the that'd be your life now, you know. So you have two full weeks at home, you know, and the rest of the time you'll be touring around the this hot country in five star hotels all the time. You're gonna be a weekly t- weekly TV show. Essentially, this is replicating WWE's formula, but because obviously, and they said, and they said to us as well, you might even be able to go home between shows because obviously we're just European flights. Yeah. So for the Americans, they would have had to stay because um, obviously international flights are a lot more than European flights, and if a European flight worked out cheaper than hotels, hotels, yeah. then obviously we'd have be able to. So anyway, when and whilst you're there. You're not spending money because they're paying for your, um, you know, they're paying for your food and drink, right? And I remember set them saying to me like, you know, well, how much would it take for you to, you know, to do this full time? I said, well, I've got a real job, and they're like, well, you know, what are you making your full job? Let's try and match that. You know, can you imagine that getting yeah. a full time wage to, mm-hmm. to do that, right? And um, and anyway, um, so my my workplace weren't happy with me moonlighting because I guess in the contract I signed I wasn't really allowed to work for other people and technically I was working for other people but I sold it to them as like it's just a hobby I do you know sure and then it, these tours start getting more prevalent and like it starts to t- cut into time and obviously you have you have holiday time and whatever so anyway I remember the first tour I can't, I think it was the Canary Islands um, we were supposed to go on say for example we were supposed to fly on the Monday the first show wasn't until the Thursday I think. Um, so I want to say Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday were the shows. Um, so we're supposed to fly on the Monday, and I kind of put in the holiday request with my work, and they were like, "Okay, that should be fine." And then it got to the time to go. I was like, "You, no one's actually approved this holiday. Can I go?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "No, you can't go." I'm like, "You've got to get this conference on the market." They're like, "If you go away for this next week." It's going to be another week behind putting it out on the market. It needs to go to market by the end of the week. It can't afford to miss a week. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, you you bees, yeah. you know? Like, you don't own me, do you know what I mean? Like, do you, I work for you, but I'm not owned by you. Sure. You know, and that's when I became really bitter. And, like, these four walls is, you know, all these guys, you know, these guys can't see there's a world out here. And, like, I swear, when you go and do an arena show... 
like even like just even I'm sure like even people who just do weekend shows in community centres, right? When you go out and you experience a buzz of a crowd and the adrenaline and you know, and you you have that feeling, but like even even uh, magnified by the fact that it's in arenas, your five star hotels, all your meals are taken care of, you're treated very very well. You have the ultimate warrior. And when and when you have that, and then go back to these poxy four walls. It's just like well, it's depressing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, well, it's like a lot of wrestlers, I think, suffer from that, don't they? They go and be in WWE superstars. It's like that scene, in, that scene in the, the wrestler, you know, where he's uh, in he the supermarket yeah. and he just flips out. Yeah, it's kind of like that, right? Um, and uh, and anyway, I ma- I managed to compromise with him on this one. Was like um, the compromise was I would uh, get uh, I would essentially have to get this conference brochure out, and they said to me, they were like, if you can get this conference brochure done by Wednesday, we'll let you fly on Thursday. Or maybe, or maybe it was, yeah, something like that. Uh, we'll let you fly Wednesday night, something. So then you can miss Thursday and Friday off of work. You have to be back in the office on the Monday, right? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, right? And like, they didn't believe I was going to get this conference brochure done, but I did. Yeah, I, I literally did. worked through around the clock yeah. to get it done. Then I had to book my own flight out there, which you know, in hindsight, says is crazy, like amazing that I was fine because like sometimes when you don't take the flight out, they cancel your return. Yeah, um, which happened to a few guys on these tours because they missed their flights, and then on the way back they had to buy a new flight because they'd missed the flight out. Oh, right? I see, okay. But I was fortunately I was fine coming home, right? But I wound up having to buy my own flight out there to join the tour but like obviously I didn't miss any shows um, but they couldn't understand why you know why are you, what are you doing missing the first few days of tour you know we had rehearsals to do and whatever I wouldn't have been doing anything apart from having a free holiday do you yeah, know what I mean yeah okay um, and then um, so I did that and I did the show and then on the member on the Monday I was flying back on the Monday but I told the work I'd be back on the Monday and then I had to text them and be like oh I missed my flight it's like don't let it happen again I was like oh shut up <laughs> do you know what I mean like whatever right and anyway um, so I go back to work and then the biggest one of the biggest culmination of all of this, this is where I decided I'm done with this job, was when I had to miss the Ultimate Warrior show, like the actual match itself, right? Because um, they were doing, uh, I had a conference in Berlin, which I was running, but I had enough sense of responsibility that I couldn't walk out on that. Sure. I'd get, I would have got fired for it, but there was no way I could have, you know, it'd be like promoting a show, you know, I'm like everyone's relying on me to promote a wrestling show, um, and I don't, and I decide. Last minute, uh, I'm yeah. not turning up, right? Mm-hmm. Just couldn't do it. So I had to miss the Ultimate Warrior show. And the worst thing was, I said to NWE, I was like, I can do the first part of the tour, then I have to go home and run this conference, right? And they booked it, and everyone else was staying. So I missed the days off, I missed the fun, and uh, I missed the, the Barcelona show, right? And the worst thing about the whole situation was, NWE were convinced that I was going to come back and do the Ultimate Warrior show. Because they were like, you will be refereeing that match. We want you. Like, if you know them, they're like... I can't do an impression I'll get in trouble but they're like we want you to referee the match right and um, so I was like so torn and anyway they booked me a return flight so like they booked me a flight back to Barcelona yeah so like even though I was I said like I'm not doing the show mm-hmm. I had a flight and they just they didn't even mention it to me they were just like they just gave me the flights and there was a flight back to Barcelona I was like you know I can't do the show and they're like well it's there if you want it okay Obviously, I couldn't. You couldn't do it. I couldn't <laughs> do it. So, you know, after all of those years of putting wrestling first, mm-hmm. real life punched me in they the face and back. got me back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
but there you go. Nice. And uh, the worst thing of all, um, so that so that was that one. And then just to summarise, just the last thing of all was uh, I could have nearly missed the birth of my son, couldn't I? But fortunately, I didn't. Yeah, so. thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I remember being sat in the uh, in the hospital waiting room, not in the hospital waiting room, in the doctors in the consultants' room, and they're going, "We'll induce you next Tuesday." Um, and I'm thinking I've got a York Hall show on the Friday, and I'm like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> all right, so we'll induce you next Tuesday, and. Uh, I'm like getting all frantic, right? And she's like, oh no. And like, she's like, why are you looking like that? And Hayley's like, oh, he's got a, you know, a big event he has to be at on the, on the Friday. He's probably thinking, wanker, yeah. right? And she's like, uh, um, yes, yeah, so we'll introduce you. Uh, she's like, oh, don't worry about it. It normally takes a few days to kick in. And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm worried yeah, about, yeah. you know? And uh, thank God, like, uh, Poppy popped out, I think, she, a few uh, hours after me. Well, well, no, about 20. Well, they say when it's your, when, hours, yeah, but that was Lindsay's second child, oh, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So when it's your second child, it's easier. Uh-huh. So, um, well, that's what they say anyway. If it's your second child, it doesn't take as long. Um, so, uh, so fortunately, he, like, because of the way things progressed, Hayley wound up getting induced a week early. So I was a double winner because I got <laughs> to see my son be born and I was at the wrestling. <laughs> Thank God. So, yeah. So there you go. Well, there you are. That's how dedicated we are to being pro wrestlers. We are. We're just professionals, aren't and we? And we're so dedicated. Oh, I'm so dedicated to this podcast. I know I'm in for an earful when I turn up late for my dinner date. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you hang around with celebrities, isn't <laughs> it? So, <laughs> so yeah. that's on you. Yeah. Thanks very much. You want to come? We're going Nando's. Um, maybe I could I'll make a phone call oh go on come I'll make a phone call alright okay well thanks very much for joining us everyone I hope you enjoyed that peek into a a bit more of our real lives I guess I mean we talk about our real lives all the time but I don't know a few more stories from uh, and how we got to where we are the uh, dedication the successful successful (laughs) young men we are (laughs) yeah we are so like hopefully and hopefully we've been an inspiration do you know what I'd be interested in as well I'd be interested in if anyone's listening who's a part of the business I'd like to hear what your biggest sacrifices were what you've missed out on because of this stupid yet crazy yet addictive it's addictive right professional wrestling it's just addictive yeah Yeah. Um, I can't not do it because I might miss out it's a bit like I don't know gambling addiction I can't not do it fear of missing out because the one time I don't do it with the one time my big opportunity comes so yeah bit like that time Somebody, you know, a load of people didn't turn up for training that Saturday. And, and Goldberg, Goldberg turned yeah, exactly, up. Exactly. <laughs> and if that yeah. wasn't, if yeah. that wasn't proof enough. Yeah. That, that might help then, explain it. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Um, so thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with some more fun and frolics and yeah. uh, some more great topics. And uh, and thank you for making it 50 episodes strong. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we're, we're on a roll, aren't we? Yeah. Kind of things. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z at Boy Simmons and me at A Quilden A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N and if you're in a, one more thing if you're in the Portsmouth area this Saturday we do have a Portsmouth School of Wrestling Spectacular with all of our top students as well as some top pros Zoe Lucas Lord Gideon Grey the Prince of Mumbai the Great O'Khan the Iron Lions return see, to action see the stars of tomorrow today or the, the stars of yesterday tomorrow as well <laughs> <laughs> like me and James <laughs> um, so uh, Buckley Community Centre this Saturday Southampton on Sunday as well so you yeah. can just make it a South Coast weekend holiday you could, couldn't you yeah um, come away for the weekend Southampton on Sunday um, and then the following Thursday Portsmouth Guildhall yeah Pack is Double back wedding. Pack is back. back, and I can't wait to uh, have a chat with him. I don't think we'll be able to get him on the, get podcast. On the podcast. We can try, but we'll he doesn't ask. like, yeah, God, doesn't like uh, he doesn't like talking, really, does he? Okay. So. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Over and out. Speak to you in a while. Bye. <laughs>